1: Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, Owen oh, Two-Door Cinema Club.
2: The following is
3: an exclusive presentation of the Carolina Panthers and the National Football League. Yeah. Touchdown! touchdown, Panthers! Panther Talk, Panther Talk, Panther Talk. This is Panther Talk with head coach Matt Rule on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.
4: I think we have a really talented team, and... Uh, because we have talent we can really focus on performance and results uh, starting right now in training camp and so I like the roster that we have uh, I like the additions that we've made and I'm excited to get going
3: and now along with Jim Zoki and Eugene Robinson here's Anish Shroff with Panther Talk live from Panthers training camp in Spartanburg South Carolina
2: And with that, we welcome you to a new season of Panther Talk. Anishroff, Jim Zoki, Eugene Robinson. Gentlemen, I got to be honest, it, it feels a little awkward for me to be welcoming everyone into the show. You guys are the folks that people know, but here we are. Appreciate you guys being welcoming of me, and we are in the process of welcoming a new season, preseason game one coming up this Saturday on the Carolina Panthers radio network.
5: Well, Anish, uh, of course we've gotten to speak to you, not on the air. This is our first time live on the Mm air doing this, but in person. Uh, First of all, I feel bad. I left you in Spartanburg today. I'm back here in Charlotte (laughs) now, so sorry about that. Uh, But, uh, yeah, it's it's an exciting time, and we welcome you, and we're excited to, to work with you and hear you on the air. I know I speak for Eugene, as well, that uh, we're ready for another season. I think a lot of uh, optimism about it oh, as well. Oh, absolutely.
6: No no doubt about that. I mean, with all the stuff that's going on with this new make of the Panthers, I mean, it's exciting. And if you're not excited about what can possibly happen with the, with the quarterbacks, something's wrong because I think this is going to be a, a different season and it's going to mark a, a, a significant change. And I know that Coach Rule is looking for that significant change to happen this year too. And so I think there's a lot of ingredients that's there to go ahead and make this pie work.
2: And so much of the talk has been around the quarterback. You hit it, Eugene. Yeah, here in Spartanburg, Jim, you were here this morning. We've watched Baker and Sam. We've watched them split reps with the ones. You know, We've gotten the sense from the coaching staff, hey, this is not something that is going to be decided this week. It won't be decided after Saturday's game. This is going to still have to play out. Jim, what, what has been your read into this QB Derby so far?
5: I think if you came in and didn't know anything about the past history of the, the quarterbacks and you just came in, you just eyeball test, watched it, watched football down there, I don't think there's a big difference in practice. But the, as Anish said, the games are going to be more telling. Mm-hmm. I think we have live action, albeit preseason action, uh, with them out there the next two games uh, on the road at, uh, at Washington, at New England, and that practice week at New England with another team, uh, which is borderline <laughs> sometimes better work than yes. preseason games because you really get to dictate what the, the schedule is uh, with a lot of that. I think we'll really know a lot more at that point, and it's smart uh, to wait till after the, the two games and the week of New England uh, practices uh, to to figure it out. So as we sit here today, as Alan Iverson said, we're talking about practice. Uh, I don't think there's a big difference, Eugene, but uh, I think it'll start to sift itself out and we'll start to see uh, a little bit more in these preseason games.
6: I think the difference comes – let me just be a defensive back. The difference comes for the quarterback is when they line up with different receivers. They have to know – what releases receivers like to use inside, outside release? Uh, they want to know the depth of the route. They want to know if they break their route off, how they come out of their break. All these types of things they want to they want to know. Then you got the pocket awareness as the quarterback drops back in a one, three, five step drop. He has to have pocket awareness and find those lanes to throw the rock. All those things well, Eugene, the coaches are going to be looking for. Eugene, I'm curious from your perspective you know, us in the
2: media, we're speculating, local media is speculating, national media is speculating. It's a fun storyline. It's become the storyline of camp. But I'm curious how much chatter about that quarterback position and that competition goes on in the locker rooms outside the field from within the players.
6: Yeah, it, it does go in a locker room. And typically you'll hear that with the defensive backs and the, and the linebackers because, don't forget, they're going against both of the quarterbacks every single day in practice. And then they're, they're, they're taking notes and saying, oh, I can go ahead and get him on this, or oh, I can't get him on this. All that type of stuff, all the ingredients to making a good quarterback uh, really is going to be tested against those linebackers, against those defensive backs in practice every day. Does the uh, quarterback throw man, the man open? Uh, is he easy to pick? Does he give away uh, on his drops on his on his post route? Does he give away his when he's going to throw the uh, throw the deep route. All those things, the defensive backs and those linebackers will be talking amongst themselves about which quarterback probably does well.
5: I think with this, and we'll continue to monitor. Yeah, yeah oh, yes. I think with this too that um, you you got to wonder too. Like at some point, you have to have a guy. Like you have to have a pecking order. No doubt, and it just has to be. This is. Baker Mayfield's team. This is Sam Darnold's team, and of course, that can change in a moment on one play. Uh, but uh, they have two very different personalities. Is what I was going to say. And Matt Baker is more that uh, that talker, a little Sweat. bit of a trash talker, a little bit more of an alpha. Yeah. Darnold. Probably for stature, ta- arm talent, things like that might have a little bit of more pedigree because of just the physical prowess of what he good Baker had a couple of passes batted down in practice today, which is something that kind of followed him in Cleveland with the shorter stature in the pocket. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. There's almost traits of both, like if you combine them, you can get a quarterback, The first and third pick in the 2018 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> draft. You'd really, you'd really have something. But they're, but they're different because you know Sam is really a niche, very laid back and kind of California cool and so forth. And again, that works. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has had a Hall of Fame career. It's not like you can't be that guy. But it's, a, it's just two different personalities. Yeah, but
6: the difference in that when you've mentioned Aaron Rodgers is the, the ego and the attitude. I mean, this is uh, a this an uh, uh, attitude that is exuded by uh, Aaron Aaron Rodgers. Same thing I saw in Brett Favre. Every Very Nicholas Cage court- like, yeah, if you will. Yeah, every top quarterback, as you will, there's an attitude about them. I mean, they could be quiet, but Montana, look, he thinks that nobody can be, uh, can beat him. Uh, he knows he's gonna throw Jerry Wrights open. He knows he's gonna hit uh, Taylor. He knows that, and there's nothing you can do about it. But he's not gonna say anything. But he feels that way. That's what's exuded with quarterbacks. And so when you talking about the California cool with Sam Darnold. I want Sam Donner to have more of an attitude. I want him to be a little bit boisterous. I want him to, to, to show that fire that he does have that has not emerged because I think, you know, it's going to go. When you get a Sam, uh, when you get a Baker Mayfield who's excited and got that swag, the swag precedes you. And then when you're able to throw the ball like he can, Wow, it really makes a big spark and a big noise that every kid's going, Baker! Baker! (laughs) Baker! Baker! That's what's going to end up happening. But when you're quiet and you're low-key, you better be a beast because if you're not, then you kind of get moved to the side.
2: Baker has added that fire. He's added that spark. He has been a type of catalyst. At the end of the day, though, Sam Darnold has had what a four-month head start learning Ben McAdoo's offense. He's had OTAs. Baker was acquired three weeks before the start of training camp less than three weeks so you know when you factor that in coming into camp Sam was a little ahead and you know so far it hasn't just been coach and GM speak about this being a competition Jim we've watched it every day we've been here it is a very legitimate. Competition. Someone's going to win it.
5: Yeah, I think they mean it. I think they want to let it play out on the field, on the practice fields, and in these uh, preseason games. And they don't have to rush that decision right now. they got time as long as they set that, I think, heading into that third and final preseason game so they kind of get those starters a half no and maybe a half plus uh, to, to get ready for the regular season opener.
2: All right, coming up here on Panther Talk, we will hear from Matt Rule, see what he has to say on this quarterback derby. And does he tip his hand on – how Baker and Sam will factor into Saturday's preseason game against Washington. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers radio network.
3: This is Panther Talk brought to you by Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers.
4: You know, our plan you know, really is kind of a three-part plan. You know, we, we have to take our defense, and they've got to go from good to great. I think we have the players to do it. Third year in the system and uh, we have to go from good to great on defense offensively we have to really establish our identity Um, a lot of that is personnel we have to establish you know who our starters are on the offensive line obviously we have to establish uh, the quarterback position who our starting quarterback is and then special teams wise uh, I think one of our more unheralded uh, moves has been really solidifying that uh, that specialist room and I think it's time for us that uh, special teams really starts to affect winning I think we have the guys to do it. So uh, that that's our approach. You know, special teams has to affect winning, offense establishing that identity and establishing who the quarterback is, who the O-linemen are. Finally, our defense going from good to great. Panther Talk continues on
2: the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Here with Panthers head coach Matt Rule. First episode of Panther Talk. We're winding down in Spartanburg, and I've heard a lot of chatter from yourself, the coaches, the players. Hey, the culture. You know, it it seems like it's in place now. You don't have some of the restrictions of a pandemic. What are some of the signs that you're seeing that, hey, this is now the culture that that we want and we can even continue to build on?
4: I think it's the veteran players enforcing the standards of the way that we play, and they start with themselves first. You know, a lot of of times when you're in a position of leadership, you're always pointing the finger. Those guys are, uh, they look at themselves first, they hold themselves accountable, each other accountable, and it passes itself on down to the young guys.
2: Before I ask, what's the one question about quarterbacks you're most tired of being asked?
4: Uh, well, uh, probably when. You know, <laughs> at the end of the, at the end of the day, uh, we want to make the right decision, not the you know the right quick decision. So, um, you know, I think things like this in life, when guys are faced with competition, you know, they ebb and flow, and uh, they want they, they need opportunities to have a couple bad days and come back and, and fight back. And that's what I want to see: who's got grit, moxie, you know, who's the guy that uh, the guys are all going to you know
2: rally around. And to that point, how much of what's happening here factors into the ultimate calculus versus what you see against Washington, the joint practices, the New England game?
4: I think it's all part of it. You know, sometimes the uh, preseason games, it depends on what you're getting. It it can be pretty vanilla. Um, You know, to me, when you're out here, you're getting a ton of different blitzes, all those different things. So you really learn a lot about who a guy is when he's frustrated, when things are going well, when they're not going well. Um, I think the joint practices are going to be vital for our whole team. It's really where, to me, it's really a, a really good assessment of where we are.
2: How do you split reps if you've decided that for that first preseason game?
4: Uh, you know, we're going to we're going to talk to the, the team on Wednesday about that. Um, you know, right now we really want them to be focused on. Spartanburg, being in Spartanburg, you know, tomorrow's practice is vital. Uh, Wednesday's practice for the young guys is vital. So, uh, and we want to do, we want to be focused on FanFest. We want the fans to come out and see this team and see these guys and be really excited about who, who they're cheering for and their, you know, their Panthers. So, uh, but we'll, we'll probably address it on Wednesday and, and we'll go up to Washington and make sure that a lot of guys get reps and have a chance to show, show what they can do on tape.
2: I know one of the areas you guys as a staff really focused on improving was the offensive line. Some new faces on that unit. How is that unit as a whole gelled here through the first couple of weeks?
4: I, 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 you see them gelling. You see them though uh, know, they've got a great chemistry, they've got a great work ethic. Uh, they play well together. Uh, we've got great competition. you can have a couple different lineups. So uh, when you have a group like that that's unselfish, you know it's going it's going to permeate through the rest of the team.
2: With rookie roookie Ikiquanu, how has he come along in his first taste of the NFL?
4: You know, uh, I think he's done a nice job. He's got a lot of pressure on him, probably for being drafted at that spot. He's probably got a lot of expectations and. I really want him to be in the moment and just focus on getting 1% better every day. I, I, don't, I don't want him focused on you know two weeks from now, just on each day. And I think he's, he, one of the reasons why we liked him so much is he's got that, you know, that maturity and that mental perspective to just every, every mistake you make is actually a step closer to, to doing things right. And so he's got that, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what he does over the next couple of weeks.
2: You know, people need stuff to talk about. It's training camp, right? So when he wasn't with the ones, that was a story. You've made him work for that, though. And he's been with the ones. Now, what, what improvement there have you seen?
4: You know, I think the thing about Icky is um, he's, he's he's working against premier pass rushers and burns and young guys like Yitor who are developing. Um, you know, he, he, you're right, he has to earn. You know, I mean, we have too good of a group of guys to start giving things to guys based on things other than their performance on the field. And so, um, to me... Um, I've been asked a lot about that. I don't. I think you know the old way is the right way. You know, uh, you, you you fight for what you want. That's the true definition of competition. And so, I see him fighting for what he wants. I see a lot of other guys in the O line fighting for what they want. And that's what I want. I want a team that fights. Uh, and so, um, I see Icky getting better. He's facing really good competition at practice every day, and uh, every day's uh, every day's a step forward to being the player that we want him to be.
2: But defensively, I know you guys have been cautious with JC, but CJ's picked up a lot of those first team reps and has made some plays. What have you seen from him from last year to now?
4: Oh, CJ's come a long way. You know, he, he played last year with a torn shoulder. We got traded midseason. That, that's a lot for a young person. And, you know, you see a guy who's really uh, got a great personality, uh, great with his teammates, see him developing. Uh, he's got tremendous skill. I mean, absolutely tremendous skill. And so, you know, we, we look forward to getting J.C. back, Dante, and he. I think we have you know, a pretty premier nickel group that, that uh, can cover the great receivers we have to cover.
2: How exciting will it be for your guys to finally hit somebody in a different uniform this weekend?
4: I think they're looking forward to it. I hope they're looking forward to it. It's, it's always great to compete. And uh, we know we have a lot of young guys on this team that are fighting to make the team, fighting to make the practice squad, or if they're on the team, fighting for their role. And so, uh, you know, to me it's another great assessment. Um, I'm excited to see them go play.
2: Thanks, Matt. All right, thank you, bro. A broadcast roundtable is brought to you by Sitco. We spent a lot of time in that first segment talking about the quarterback position. Eugene Jim, as we saw last year, the infrastructure around the QB makes a huge difference, and this team knew they needed to upgrade the offensive line. Obviously, they did that with the first round pick. They also did that in free agency. We expect that unit to be much improved from a season ago.
5: Yeah, you said it. I mean, bringing in Austin Corbett, who's going to be a fixture at right guard on that right side with Taylor Moten. uh, Bradley Bozeman, we'll see how sifts out with him and Pat Elfline maybe uh, vying for that center spot as we sit here and, and talk today. Brady Christensen, who was a high draft pick last year uh, battling, getting a lot of reps at left tackle, along with Icky Aquanu. So uh, Aquanu's getting more and more reps at you know you're down there a lot, and you're seeing it down there, and he's, um, he's certainly got the pedigree to, in time, uh, be ready. Eugene, what uh, Coach said I think Saturday was – Icky's not behind. This is just the, the timing of him learning as a rookie. They don't want to just hand him the job and say go if you're not fully prepared. Miles Garrett is waiting in week one from the Cleveland oh, Browns. No, no doubt about that. That's tough for an all-pro <laughs> left tackle to take advantage of. It. But you, you've you known Icky since he was, what, middle school, high school? Since he
6: was in the eighth grade. Uh, I, I've known him and I've known the entire family. Uh, his brother TK, a big-time wrestler Himself, His other brother does that Notre Dame, uh, his, uh, his uh, fraternal twin. I mean, the whole family is just extremely talented. But Icky, as a wrestler, a heavyweight wrestler, I've seen him throw 285-pound guys around like they were you know, 110 pounds. I mean, and there's something about wrestling that teaches you about football that football doesn't teach you. Uh, is how to use your hands and how to use your feet and you got this hand-to-hand combat thing that you do on a constant basis. We call it hand-fighting and wrestling. Well, he's going to be hand-fighting Brian Burns. He's going to be hand-fighting every single day, and as a wrestler, you figure it out. Not only do you figure it out, but you start to use your leverage and your power. And so all the things that he's getting thrown at right now, the fact that he is a wrestler and a top wrestler is going to be that he's going to be very, very good because he's going to be able to take those skills and apply them to his craft as a left tackle, protecting. Whether it's Sam Donald or whether it's uh, Beckham Mayfield, he's going to be that guy.
5: Did you wrestle him?
6: Man, I I did not wrestle him. I always wrestled my heavyweights, but I would have definitely wrestled that young man. And Brian Young would have wrestled that young man too. I'm telling you, the dude's a beast. He's that good. Awesome. He is really that good.
5: All right, let's give you an injury update brought to you by Ortho Carolina. before he's send it back down to a niche in Spartanburg, one of the nation's leading orthopedic practices. Marquise Haynes, uh, red jersey with a knee injury. He's listed as day day. Keith Taylor, Uh, About the week to two, they said last week, with his hamstring injury, Terrace Marshall uh, held out. C.J. Henderson was back at practice today, as was J.C. Horn, working with their position groups. Ortho Carolina leverages its expertise from treating professional athletes like the Carolina Panthers and applies it to the entire patient community. Visit orthocarolina.com as we send it back to Anisha in Spartanburg.
2: All right, thank you. The air conditioning here is uh, not as strong as the one in the booth you guys are in over. Oh, my goodness.
5: No, that's, we should, have, we should <laughs> yeah. have warned you about that. My All goodness. Right.
2: Somebody somebody left a window cracked open, and, and I'm feeling mm. this, evening, this evening heat here. Hey, <laughs> we, we have more to do here on Panther Talk coming up. What Baker Mayfield sees in this fresh start with the Carolina Panthers, I sat down with him before training camp started. You're listening to the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.
3: This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Coke, official fan refreshment
4: of the Carolina Panthers. I really like our quarterback room. You know, we have uh, Sam Darnold, who's been our starter, um, who had an excellent spring. And talking to him this summer, uh, Sam's had an excellent summer. So we have Sam. We add in Baker Mayfield, you know, who who's, you know, took Cleveland to the playoffs, won a playoff game, set the rookie touchdown record. Um, to add him uh, that's another starting caliber quarterback uh, Matt Corral is a young guy that we drafted that we really like and have a lot of hope for and um, I expect him to come compete and so and then obviously PJ Walker is a guy that you know we've asked him to start for us twice and twice PJ has has, has gone out and won so not many teams have you know four quality players like that and uh, it's going to be a, a, a lot of great competition. I think it'll be really good for our team,
2: the competition.
3: This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.
2: And Schroff, Eugene Robinson, Jim Zoki, back with you on Panther Talk. Coach Rule talking about that quarterback competition. Baker Mayfield, the latest addition to that room, traded from Cleveland to Carolina just weeks before the start of training camp. And it's a new opportunity for Baker We had a chance to speak about that and much more before camp started. Change
7: of scenery, new beginnings, you know, that, that feeling of, okay, we we can create this legacy and create whatever we want here um, while also still being myself and being that best version of myself and, and, you know, making sure that we take care of that uh, from day one, moving to Charlotte. And so we're, we're excited about it and uh, looking forward to the opportunity to do so.
2: You've done this before Texas tech to Oklahoma. What similarities are there in this process where you're you know, kind of changing teams,
7: you know, going from playing and being a starter at Cleveland and Texas tech to, to going into a situation where there's a great team and there's going to be competition and it's going to hopefully elevate everybody and elevate myself. And it, it should be challenging. I, I don't want it to be easy. Uh, I want it to be challenging. I want it to bring out the best in everybody. And, um, that's a part of the process this is why it's the nfl it's the highest level of competition that you can have in football and, and what a better place to do so than in carolina now Yeah, you know,
2: this attitude that you've had about always having the confidence to bet on yourself where does that come from oh <laughs>
7: um a lot a lot of it's stubborn a lot of it uh comes from being a late bloomer and having to really compete when i wasn't the, the most physically talented kid growing up uh and just you know, always having the, the support system within my family to, to go chase my dreams and to go make things happen for them to be able to support me and push me to do so. Uh, I'm so thankful for that, and that's a huge reason why I'm um, able to to con- continue to have that mindset going forward. You've looked at the schedule. You've seen who
2: you play week one. <laughs> what, what emotions does that game stir for you?
7: You know, that, that's that's really the, it's very symbolic for me. It's, you know It's the first time I'll really put on that game jersey uh, in, in Carolina and happy it's home game. And obviously with it being Cleveland, it, you know, adds a little bit more history, uh, and personal meaning for me, but to me, it's how do I become the best leader and best teammate for, for the Carolina Panthers? And that's, that's taking care of business week one, setting a tone, uh, that that we're not going to take anything from anybody else. We got to go earn it and, uh, just go, go to work and doesn't matter who we're going to play. We're going to try and win every week.
2: You've been told, hey, nothing's going to be handed to you here. You'll have to earn that starting job if it's going to be you. Sam Darnold was the guy most of last year. Same draft class. What's your relationship?
7: You know, I got to know Sam through that process a little bit. uh, But just a great guy, honestly. Uh, Extremely nice. Um, Very much on the quiet side compared to what i am but that, that's all right so you're not quiet <laughs> i wouldn't say that's that's a description that anybody really uses um no but I, looking forward to being in the same room with him you know obviously there's we've both had ups and downs through this first four years of our careers and, and being able to to combine those experiences and um things that we've learned and being able to help this team in any way we can, you know, to be able to have a great franchise, a lot of it starts within that quarterback room and making sure everybody's on the same page. And so I I think we're going to be able to do, do so and uh, really permeate that through the whole building.
2: You and coach rule overlapped in the big 12. How would you characterize your dynamic?
7: I think we're both pretty excited to not be playing against each other anymore. Um, I'm excited to meet some of the defensive coaches that he's brought with him that uh, I used to, Talk a lot of trash too, Uh, but no, the dynamic with Coach Rule and I is great. You know, I think he's a very upfront and honest guy. What you see is what you get. And he's also extremely communicative about what his goals are, what he really believes in, what his standard is. And that's something that I can completely agree with. You know, you set the standard and you better go into work and earn it and live up to it every day.
2: You've got some pieces offensively. What is your assessment of the offensive line and the skill positions that surround you?
7: I'm excited about the potential for this team. I'll just say that, you know, considering the moves that made in the off season, uh, you know, to draft Icky in the first round, to bring in some of these guys on the offensive line, to create that competitive environment within that offensive line room, creates a really, really good mentality for the whole team. When those guys are competing in that competition for the most important positions in, in all of football it is, uh, is at that, that high level looking forward to it. You know, obviously I've played with Austin Corbett. We got drafted to Cleveland together. Him coming in uh is, is a huge addition. i played against Bradley Bozeman. Uh, I know Pat Iflin very well, so that competition is going to be great. Uh Moden on the other side, you got uh Christiansen. I mean, we we have a, a great group of guys. I don't want to leave anybody out, but I'm looking forward to this this competition within that room uh, and you know, loving up on the big guys and then when it comes to the skill group, um that receiver room and tight end room is really competitive um i mean obviously i've played with mshart higgins but you know he knows he's got to go earn his job and you know obviously robbie anderson dj moore and a lot of other guys that i'm going to get to know over you know the course of the next few weeks and just talking to Shai smith and Terrace marshall uh it's just it seems like it's a group that really is on the same page right now and that's exciting to see tight end room in thomas tommy tremble i mean it just I'm excited about all this. I really am not, not to mention our running back room. I'm going to have to, I guess, make a, make a peace negotiation and offering to Deontay Foreman (laughs) university of Texas running back. But uh, no, I'm excited about having him Christian. I know very well and and Chuba Hubbard. So uh, it's, it's a great offensive group that I'm going to, I'm going to love getting to compete with and uh, against
2: last thing personally. What do you want to prove here in Carolina?
7: For me, it's about this fresh start. You know, I want to prove that I can play this game for the love of the game again. Uh, this is something that I fell in love with a long time ago. I think I lost it there for a little while, and I'm I'm excited about this new chapter to be able to earn that uh, back. And uh, when you love something and you give this much to it, it happens to have success following it. So I'm looking forward to that. We're looking forward
2: to having you here too. Baker Mayfield, welcome to Charlotte. Welcome to the Carolina Panthers. Thank you. When we come back here on Panther Talk, we'll hear from the general manager, Scott Fitterer. Are there any moves potentially in the works for the Panthers? That's ahead.
3: This is Panther Talk, brought to you by Atrium Health, because you deserve to live your best life, and we're here to help.
4: We have to become a better red zone defense, specifically red zone third downs. That would be the number one thing. And then number two is we have to create more turnovers. We want to lead the league in takeaways. We have the guys to do it. We have cover guys to do it. We have linebackers who can run and hit and cover. And then we have made a real investment over the last three, four years, You know, even preceding me you know, with Brian Burns, Marquise Haynes. We have defensive linemen who, who should affect the passer. So I think the two key areas that we want to make improvements on in defense are the red zone defense and takeaways
2: panther talk continues on the carolina panthers radio network here with panthers gm scott fitterer getting into the last few days of training camp what has been the uh, dorm cafeteria experience been like for you
8: you know wofford's been great to us they they let us take over the facility um the first couple days is fun you know you're a 48 year old in a dorm reliving college after about the third night you're just sick of it you <laughs> know the the air is right above you, blowing on your, you know, on your face. You wake up and your eyes are red you're stuffed up. But it's fun. This is, this is a good chance for us to get away, to bond, you know, and really spend time as a team. And that's what, that's what the whole idea is behind this.
2: I've heard a lot of the players and coaches talking about what they're seeing in the culture of this team now, the third year with Matt Rule. When you see a good culture and you've been around a winning culture, what are some of the elements you look for?
8: You look for leadership to, to grow. And, you know, you look at guys like Shaq and Frankie Louvu and Brian Burns and Christian, and, you know, and there's so many guys on this team that they're taking ownership of the locker room. That's the growth that you see in the team. And then you see you see guys that want to be out here in practice. It's hot out here. When it gets really hard, these guys are dialing in and they're pushing each other. And that's, that's really what you want to see in a winning culture. And that's what we're starting to see.
2: It seems this team has, you know, about a dozen or so guys who have significant room for growth, and if they tap into that potential energy, you know, changes the trajectory of this franchise. Who are some of the guys that you've seen start to tap into that here during OTAs and now camp?
8: You know, really, C.J. Henderson really jumped out. You know, obviously, he's a really high pick, but you can see the development in his technique and just the confidence that he has out here. He's comfortable. You know, Shai Smith is starting to take off. You know, there's so many players you can look at. Um, you know, and not to just leave any out. But we are seeing that, and, you know, these young guys are growing. They need to take that step, not to look at themselves as rookies but looking at themselves as contributors and guys that can be out there to help us win.
2: You mentioned C.J., the secondary on paper looks like a strength. Some injuries, though, with J.C., how serious is it?
8: Uh, J.C.'s going to be fine. You know, we're bringing him along slowly. Obviously, he's coming off the foot. Um, everything's fine with the foot. It's healthy. It's just a little uncomfortable right now, and we don't want to just throw him out there. We're still a month away from the season. want to be smart about it. This is all about 17 games. This isn't about, you know, the first two weeks in Wofford. So we're being smart about it.
2: All right, obligatory quarterback question. This has to play out. There's still three preseason games to go. When you're evaluating now, just general sense, what are things that you look for as separators?
8: You want to see the guys that can command the offense. They can walk up the line of scrimmage, it becomes second nature. The processing, seeing things on the field, making the line calls, all of that can happen you know, quickly for them. And they're not, they get out of the thinking stage, they get into the playing stage, and that's what we're looking for for both Sam you know, and Baker and even Matt and PJ. That's, those are the, the signs we're looking for
2: baker in particular being pretty new to all of this and then you signed him not long before camp how has he been able to pick up this offense
8: you know it was impressive the way he came in and what he knew just based on three weeks of learning on his own you know you, you don't have a lot of or you don't have any contact with coaches so he's got to uh, rely on basically what he's learned as a, as a pro then also apply what he's reading out of a book so that, that's hard to do yeah, but he showed up he was prepared and then uh the more he's in the system the more he's taking reps so you can see become more natural for him. Uh, Sam's done a nice job as well. So it's a pretty good competition.
2: Scott, I know you've talked about, hey, potentially adding one more D lineman, a pass rush type. Where are you on that front that you can talk
8: about? Well, luckily Marquise Haynes came out healthy after the scare on Saturday. Uh, it, it's still going to be something we monitor. You know, we don't want to force anything just to add a guy. You know, there'll be cuts at the 53. Um, there's, you know, trade deadline things that we can work on. So uh, we we think we can generate pass rush with what we have right now, but we're going to keep our eyes open if, some, if something pops.
2: That's Scott Fitterer, Panthers general manager, and he's Shroff, Eugene Robinson, Jim Zoki here on Panther Talk. Eugene, a- anything in there that that jumped out at you?
6: You know, uh, coach was talking, and he, um, coach. I call everybody coach. Everybody. Yeah, Eugene actually does call him a coach. I should tell you that. <laughs> I, I call everybody coach. Like, like, hey buddy, <laughs> like, hey buddy, <laughs> you're too funny. Um, but he was talking about uh, JC just a little bit. That JC is going to be fine. I think that's one of the one of the pivotal spots that you have to have locked down is the corner spot. You know, we got Dante. We talked about CJ. We talked about guys filling in. But JC Horn is that guy. He has that type of ability, and it's going to be so important that they really do take this time with him to make sure he is okay before he steps out there because you don't want to have something that's going to plague you throughout the season because with his ability, his ability to cover, his ability to go ahead and hit, I mean, it takes the uh, it takes that secondary up a notch. You got Chen, you got Dante, you got Xavier, you got some guys who can flat out play some football. And so at the added component with J.C., I can't wait for him to get back in the mix because when he gets back in the mix, I think it's a totally different secondary.
5: And Anish, you know, there's been a lot of talk about uh, depth on that defensive front. And you heard Scott Federer say it at the opening day of training camp. And he brought it up again in your interview. If something pops, they'll, they'll make a move. I, th- I think it'll, yes. it'll be at the cutdown date. I think that's when players will be available off the waiver wire. Some good veterans will be available that are salary cap issues for their teams that are still really good football players. There's just not a lot to pick of uh, right now, especially with Marquise Haynes, thankfully, was not a serious injury day-to-day. But it gets pretty thin pretty quick there. So uh, he mentioned earlier defensive end, defensive tackle, both. I would anticipate when those cutdowns happen around the league when we get into the last uh, preseason game heading into the regular season, this will be an active team on that and, way
6: forward. Quickly, Anish, I would love to see that third down percentage, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, I want to see that go down mm-hmm. significantly. If we can get sacks. I know we can get picks, interceptions. But third down is always plagued at this defense. And if we can't get that under control, then you, we need to get that under control.
2: Yeah, the big loss in the offseason, of course, was Hassan Redick, who took away a lot of that production opposite Brian Burns. So we'll see. Can that be maybe a Gross Matos? Can that be a Frankie? Or are we going to see somebody else add to that mix once the cuts are in from some of these other teams? All that we will find out over the course of this next month. This is Panther Talk on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.
3: Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.
2: Big weekend for the Panthers family. Coming up with the preseason opener, we just celebrated a huge weekend. Sam Mills going into the Hall of Fame, long overdue, well-deserved, the outpouring of tributes that we saw. For a player, guys, who doesn't just embody a mantra – but this is a man who is the soul and spirit of this franchise. And you see his likeness everywhere with good reason.
5: And there's really, uh, despite this franchise heading into its 28th year. 28th year. They don't really have a lot of organic that is Carolina's born and bred. I mean, there's stuff. Been to two Super Bowls, so which means you're twice an NFC champion. Uh, and there's been some great players as, as a list of guys that are going to go in the Hall of Fame in the next couple of years from the Carolina Panthers, but this is you know, Sam Mills, as Anish mentioned, keep pounding, You know three years as a player, but seven years as a coach here, and his impact that he had on more, the next generation of Panther players uh, was, was huge uh, with these people, too. And for me, very special in that every Wednesday after practice, I would interview him. That was a standing thing that we would do. I'd wait for him off the practice field, and Sam Mills sometimes would walk up, and go... Jim Zoki, the little man with the big voice.
6: <laughs> and I'm like 5'10 and a half as a
5: niche will attest. So I, I look down at my 5'10 and a half I go, Sam Mills, you are 5'9. But I know what you're saying to me. I get you. Uh, but uh, he was just such a – everything that Melanie Mills said was very much – like he treated everybody the same with great yeah. respect. It didn't matter um, who it was. It was someone he just met in the cancer treatment center from what I hear. Obviously, I wasn't there. But the way he treated everybody uh, staff-wise in the organization from uh, the the interns all the way up – I mean, it just embodies what a human being should be.
6: And and let's say about football, an incredible football player, you you, you can't devoid from the fact that he's small in stature and he was one of the most powerful linebackers who will smack you in the mouth and knock your teeth out, you know, legally, get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, whether he's getting interceptions, whether he's forcing, forcing fumbles, he had know, 22 forced fumbles. This This guy was ubiquitous. He was always around the ball at a linebacker position, which is kind of uncanny. To do that, that's Lawrence Taylor type stuff. That means you're going to go in the Hall of Fame.
5: At practice today, and Anish Scott Fowler was reminding us that in that first Panther season of Sam Mills 95, the expansion year, he had five forced fumbles and five interceptions wow. at middle linebacker at 5'9". I mean, think about that. That's 10 takeaways at that position.
6: Because the academics of football, he understands. He knows. He knows that you got to put yourself in position based on what you see in front. The guard moves. There's a trap. There's a counter. There's a power. Well, all that stuff means something to a safety, to a linebacker. And getting in position when it's a fake on the RPO, getting in position to get in position for interception is paramount. That's that's the difference from making a tackle or making an interception, or or chasing the guy into the touchdown. So Sam Mills was able to do it all. And let me just say quickly, Bryant Young from the San Francisco 49ers. Mm-hmm. It, Incredible defensive tackle. I coached his kids. I'm just saying he and I coached together at Charlie Christian. And then uh, Leroy Butler, who I played in the in a secondary with Leroy Butler, a phenomenal safety. Just kind of another uncanny guy who's able to go ahead and get sacks and get things done in the student of game. And
5: Anisha, I've known Eugene for more than 20 years, probably like 25 years. I didn't realize until we were sitting here in break. And Eugene's had a phenomenal 16 year career. I know about his interceptions 57 in the regular season. He was a nominee for the Hall of Fame in 2009. Just yeah. to get that far, dude, that's a that's a very special thing.
6: Yeah, it's a it's a great honor and and you love it. I mean, you absolutely love all that. It's a great honor and to see my boys, you know, I, I felt like I was going into the, the Hall of Fame when Leroy Butler was going into the Hall of Fame, when Ken Easley, who I played with in, in Seattle when he went into Hall of Fame, I felt a part of that because you know, it's not just them. It's the whole it's the entire team that Create an environment for you to go ahead and do your thing. And a lot of those guys were able to do their thing and do it extremely well.
2: Yeah, no, you guys said that about as well as you could. Uh, that, that was, uh, from what we saw from Sam Mills and his family, that was touching, and, and obviously you got the connection of Bryant Young and, and Leroy Butler, two greats in their eras, two champions in their eras. We've got more to do on our show, Don't Go Anywhere. Panther Talk continues after this on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network. Panther Talk continues on the Carolina Panthers Radio Network with Jim Zoki and Eugene Robinson and Ishrop. Eugene, I'll start with you here in our final segment, preseason game number one at Washington this weekend. Everybody's got a jump to conclusions, Matt. We're going to make you know wild projections based on one preseason game because that's what we do. But from your standpoint. <laughs> From your standpoint, give us one thing besides the quarterback derby that you're watching this weekend.
6: You know, I want to see how Dante Jackson returns. I want to see what it, what he looks like. I think he has – I've always thought he was a caliber uh, corner that could be extremely special. And I want to see him – I really want to see him be that special corner that I know he is. And I think he's – somewhat kind of floundered just a little bit. And so I want to watch to see how he comes out of his break. If he's not relying on the speed, relying on technique, because I think that's been one of his downfalls. I think you got to rely on that technique uh, to, and, and and to get you to the ball because it, you can get interceptions. But when you rely on your speed to get you to the ball, you're using your eyes, you got dirty eyes, and next now you're getting beat. And so I want to see what how he matures, and I'm looking forward to that because he was hurt a little bit last year.
5: I'm going to go – Wide receiver depth. Like you said, don't say the starting quarterback battle. I'm going to skip beyond the starting wide receivers of uh, D.J. Moore and and Robbie Anderson. It's like uh, unusual quality depth battling in that position. I know Terrace Marshall is a little dinged up in the moment, Uh but this is his year to emerge after being dinged up a bit last year. C.J. Saunders is a guy who gets a lot of play at camp but just continues to make plays every day down there. Rashard Higgins comes aboard from Cleveland where he's got that chemistry of four years of playing with Baker Mayfield there. And then Shai, Shai Smith, Smith who uh, who flashes and shows yes. a lot there. So beyond the starting two, it's going to be – hard. You know, Andre Roberts is going to be the return guy it looks like, so he's got to take a spot. Somebody – there's like two of those guys I mentioned cannot make the, the active 53.
6: And that's when special teams come into play because you better uh, – Zylstra, Zylstra because Brandon he does – yeah. he he a he special team guy. Yep. That's a big thing. Special yep. team makes a big point. Yeah,
2: a lot of those guys, those special teams reps in games will matter. That is your ticket to a job when week one rolls around. Hey, there's a lot of lead-up before we get to game one of the preseason this Saturday. Don't forget Thursday at Bank of America Stadium. It is FanFest. Tickets are still available. Pre-game Saturday noon, kickoff 1 p.m., Panthers and Washington.
3: This has been Panther Talk. Head coach Matt Rule. Brought to you by Atrium Health. Because you deserve to live your best life, and we're here to help. Bank of America, official bank of the Carolina Panthers. Coke, official fan refreshment of the Carolina Panthers. Wow. Panther Talk. Panther
0: Talk. Panther Talk. This is the Carolina Panthers Radio Network.